And that is the tune to I Trust, O Lord, Your Holy Name. And that's what we're going to be talking about on this Rumination Tuesday, Law and Gospel, on this October the 15th in the year of our Lord, 2019. And with us, of course, is Pastor Mark Smith. Hi. Hey, hey Tom. How you doing? I'm doing really good. You we got didn't a... get any lyrics in that uh, hymn this morning, huh? A lot of times, the music I'm looking at to find these hymns, and this was the only one. The only one. Uh, on YouTube, they don't have the lyrics unless it's a congregation. And a lot of times it's uh, instrumentalists and, and this sort of thing. But I'll tell you, I did not recognize that tune. Did you? No, not at all. No, I, I'm afraid I've, I've, I don't think I've ever used this hymn. No. Sad to say. Sorry. Even though it was written by Martin Luther? The words are good. No, it wasn't written by Martin Luther. No. But it was translated by Catherine <laughs> Winkworth. Our favorite translator. Yes. I was yeah. wondering if you saw that. Yeah, the words are good. Oh, yes. Yes, I don't think it was in the old hymnal. No, I don't, no, rem I don't, I don't remember it. it. No. Um, it, could, it would be a good one for Reformation. Well, I'll tell you why. Uh, it was written by an individual, Adam Reusner, who died in 1575. Uh-huh. And that was... Yeah, sure, the Reformation era. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's kind of a confusing hymn, at least as you look at the title. So without further ado, why don't you read the first stanza, please? Okay. I trust, O Lord, your holy name. Oh, let me not be put to shame, nor let me be confounded. My faith, O oh Lord, be in your word, forever firmly grounded. Do you have a trust in somebody's name? <laughs> well, you know, name means an awful lot. Explain you know, that. the fact, well, just take the fact that we call ourselves the Lutheran church missouri synod you know i i look for that i look for that name that name yes. means something to me lutheran and certainly missouri synod has always stood for for orthodoxy and, and confessional for our origin right a lot of people think we're just here in, here missouri. in missouri no not at all i don't know if you know who the preacher is today Talk about a name. No, I didn't. I didn't uh, yeah. think to look at that uh, sign. As you I know what his in. name is? No, what? Christ Amen. No kidding. How about that? Well, it's actually Christopher Amen. Christopher but Amen. Short. Amen. Isn't that something to yeah. have that as a yeah, name for a really? pastor? Boy, no kidding. Now, I don't know him. I've never heard of him, but I'll be listening to a sermon. Um, Mark Smith. Yeah, well. Big deal. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Almost as bad as Tom John. Baker. <laughs> yeah. Well, not as bad as John Smith, which is a name used a lot of times. I had a yeah. member, uh -huh. John Smith. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. He just uh -huh. uh, died recently. We went to his funeral uh -huh. at the old church. Uh -huh. And uh, oh, the congregation was just filled with relatives, uh -huh. families, friends, and such. He was, I had a member named Oscar Meyer. Really? Yeah. My. And he smiled every time he said his name. Yes. But Mark Smith, Tom Baker. Well, you know, Smith means craftsman. You know, evidently my I ancestor was, what, a, was a craftsman. Don't know what Baker means. Mark, I don't know why my mother chose the name Mark. It's 
good for me. But uh, do you have any brothers or sisters? No, yeah, I got three three sisters. In fact, I just visited with them. And are their names biblical? Uh, Deborah. Oh yeah. And uh, the other are not. The other two are not. <laughs> Can't remember them. Okay. <laughs> well, I can remember them. Yeah, I, I know. never forget them. Boy, having three sisters in oh, the family. Oh boy. Yes. Yeah. No kidding. I always have my own room. Thank God. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. I trust, O oh Lord, your holy name. I think you hit it on the head that the word name here, uh, for example, let's say that, uh, I mean, how many times have you seen videos of kids in school and they're talking about soldiers, etc., and all of a sudden one of the kids' parents who's a soldier has returned from Vietnam or something, he walks into the classroom. Yes, and the kid goes bonkers. Oh, I know. It's always a, it's it's a, it's a encouraging moment. You yeah, know? especially if you tell him ahead that uh, your father Daniel is here. Yes, just hearing the name. Yes. So when you hear the name, uh, for example, I don't know of anybody who's ever called their name uh, their son Judas. No. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard the name Yezu. You know, that's well, kind of a Hispanic. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, Jesus. That, that's not unusual. Yeah. That was very common. But you're name. right. Ju- Judas is. Uh, people stay away from There's that. There's probably somebody who who called their name. Uh, well, Jude was a kind of a common name in in biblical times. Yes, Jude. Judas. I hear Jude. Somebody maybe well, called Jude. Yeah. Uh, isn't that a Bible book too? No. <laughs> Yo, yes, of course. And then Jude, yes. I thought you were going to, uh, you know, the old Beatles number. Be- Beatles, uh, hey Jude. You know? Yes, yeah. <laughs> Talk about a long song. No no kidding. Boy. But, um, well, you know, you t- uh, we talk about trusting your holy name. You know, God puts his name on us. Yes. At baptism. And yes. even the scripture talks about uh, his name on our foreheads. Hymns are like the Bible. You can understand what the writer of the hymn is saying by him interpret scripture. Right. So when he says, I trust, O Lord, your holy name, O let me not be put to shame, nor let me be confounded. Now, how are we not put to shame or confounded? Well, I, I mentioned baptism. Yes. You know, our, our, his... His righteousness covers us. When we stand before God on, well, on judgment, we're all called. We must all appear before the judgment seat. But uh, there is now no condemnation for them that are in Christ Jesus. And we're in Christ Jesus by virtue of our baptism. In yes. Yes, uh, no doubt about that. Nor let me be confounded. And we're not confounded. Um, you know, I listen to CDs of the Bible as I drive around. And there was one that, Paul talking to Timothy said, uh, you will not be confounded as you keep reading God's word because it'll explain more and more. Scripture interprets scripture. How would you explain the word confounded? Confounded? You're always putting me on the spot. What does confounded mean? Confused. Confused. Okay. I was going to, you know, I I analyze that word, you know, our, our, our foundation is in Christ. Yes. And con means against. Yes. Don't let us ever be swayed from that foundation. That's good. And you can uh, thank Catherine Winkworth for that word. Right. Because that's a translation of the original German. I'm assuming. 
Reusner was a German. Sounds pretty German to me. Notice the reason we're not confounded. For example, if my parents, when I was growing up, said, we're going to be doing this, and then the next day, no, we're going to do this instead. I'm not confounded because I... Trust. You trust your parents. Wouldn't that be nice? Although it may, may rattle you a little bit. If, you know, whenever our plans are changed, uh, some people can't take change too easily. And spiritually, what do we refer to as trust? That's, uh, that's uh, trusting in his promises. Right. Uh, and, uh, and that's called what? Holding faith, of course. Faith. Wouldn't that be nice if that had been in the first verse? Yes. Well, <laughs> trust is good, too. <laughs> well, actually, it is. In the first verse. Yeah, right. The next point. Let's see. For my faith, O Lord, <laughs> my faith, O Lord, be in your word. We trust implicitly in his word. Yes. Forever firmly grounded. Where we get confounded is when we start using reason. Uh-huh. You know, our reason, say, Dad, you said we're going to Burger King, and now you're saying we're going to McDonald's. I was looking forward to Burger King. I'm confounded. <laughs> Yeah. See, we don't trust. Or when we uh, when we we look at the sacrament, and Jesus says, "Take, eat. This is my body. Yeah, take, Boy, drink. This is good... my blood." Right. And when we say, "Well, he can't, he can't mean that uh, literally. literally," yeah, you no. know, it, it's got to be something else. Got to be figurative. Yes, and, symbolic. And, and of course, that's when we that's when we get, we get confounded. And that's why we have to be in the Word. Right. Jesus says, "This is my." body this is my blood so that and paul makes it so clear yes in first corinthians 11 exactly i'll read two bow down your gracious ear to me and hear my cry my prayer my plea make haste for my protection for woes and fear surround me here help me in my <laughs> affliction <laughs> had a sneezer <laughs> Help me in my affliction. That's really important. That's a good, you know, it's a good uh, prayerful verse. Yes. You know, you're really, con you know, you, we're surrounded uh, by all sorts of uh, difficulties. You know, this is a veil of tears, really. Life life can be a veil of tears for us. And, and when we're surrounded by these difficulties, we we go to Christ's promises and we and we, we seek his, we imp we fervently Beg him yes. to help us. You see, the world doesn't say, bow down your gracious ear to me. They say, bow down your ear of justice to me. Mm -hmm. Just read the newspaper. Everybody's asking for more justice. Yes. Oh, yes. What's the difference between justice and grace? Oh, boy. Here we go again. <laughs> justice is when I get what I deserve. Yes. Which uh, boy, we don't we don't want justice for ourselves. No, and uh, let's see, mercy is when I when I get something that I don't know. Okay, go ahead. Let's see. What, what's the other one? Justice. What's next? Mercy. Mercy is when I don't don't get what I deserve. Yes, right. That's mercy when I don't get the justice that I deserve. Right. Exactly. And then grace is you put the don't at the end. I get what I don't deserve. Yes. That's right. 
Maybe in four years you'll get that. I don't know if I'll ever get that straight. It's such it's such a, a great way to remember it, but I can't remember it. Yeah, I know. But you see it everywhere. Nobody asks for justice, you know, for themselves. Right. You know, properly. Yeah. Uh, even Jesus, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. So I'm not the one to take revenge or this kind of thing. So we want his gracious ear to hear us. Uh, hear my cry, my prayer, my plea. And a lot of times our prayers are ones of repentance, sorrow over sins. And when he hears that, what's the gift he gives us? Forgiveness. Right. Yes. Now you talk about justice. Why is it that so many seek social justice? You know, that is kind of the... That's kind of what everybody is... Uh, well, actually, that's uh, the what do you, temporal what do you feel realm. About it? It's talking about the temporal realm. Yeah, the kingdom I don't of the left a, hand. I don't have a problem with seeking justice in the temporal realm. Luther says that the temporal realm is organized selfishness. Mm, that yes. all the laws are done in such a way so people out of self-interest obey them. They don't want a ticket. They don't want to be in jail or this sort of thing. It was just really, really... But they want protection. Oh, yes. Protection from uh, evil. And, from... and see, where they're looking for justice, you heard about this recently where uh, somebody said that a woman's door was open, so they sent the police there, and they saw a shadow in the window, yeah. and the police shot uh, the sad, woman. Sad, uh, yeah. sad event. And so people are saying, you know, there's no justice you know, you can't even call the police without getting worried that you're going to be shot by them. And we haven't heard all the details. No. Um, I've heard now there was a gun. Mm -hmm. Whether she was holding it or whether it was in the house, who knows. But they'll hopefully do a, a pretty good thing. And if the police did what was wrong, then they should be held accountable. Right, of course. No doubt about you it. Bet. But, boy, that's really raised a lot oh, of boy. fear. It's, it's a sad, sad thing when it happens. So... When you call to the Lord, verse 3 is what you get. You are my strength, my shield, my rock, my fortress that, with, that withstands each shock. My help, my life, my tower, my battle sword, almighty Lord. Who can resist your power? Now, this is kind of interesting because... Uh, you know, we're, we're, you, you're my tower, you're my shield... And uh, where's he getting these thoughts from? Well, I think he's getting it from uh, from the New Testament where Paul talks. Paul talks about uh, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit. Well, how about fortress? Fortress, of course, it's uh, let's see, that's uh, Psalm 46. A mighty, a mighty fortress yes. is our God. See, this is really important to understand. And this is why they need a pastor, because God uses analogies a lot. And that's what this is, is a list of analogies. Sure. Oh, oh, he can be your strength. That means he can give you the strength to overcome Satan. He can become your shield. That means he can protect you. He can become your rock so you're not moved. Uh, fortress. Uh, all, all of these things, you could have whole sermons on each one of them. Yeah. And people say, well, uh, I thought it says the, the word is, our, is the sword of spirit. Why do you say he is a sword? The, the, our battle sword. Well, of course, where do you go to find Jesus but in his word? Exactly. And when you find him, he becomes any one of these items. 
And so when you go to a uh, hospital, you may not be looking so much that Jesus is the fortress of the person in the hospital, but you can look on it and see that he can be your strength. He can be your shield against disease. Uh, he can be your help, your life, your tower. And and who can resist his power? Yeah, nobody can resist the power. The devil thought he could, and he got a big surprise. <laughs> I'll read four. With you, O Lord, I cast my lot. O faithful God, forsake me not. To you my soul commending, Lord, be my stay and lead the way. Now and when life is ending. You know what I notice when you, how rhythmic uh-huh. is what, what Catherine Winkworth does. Very much, yes. And rhymes. Yes. A lot of, of good course. rhyming. And that helps a person to, to remember. But will children understand, I cast my lot? I was thinking about, but thought myself. I was going to ask you, what would, how would you That's explain? That's what I'm asking you. I beat you to the punch. <laughs> I uh, let's see. I cast my lot. I uh, I sign up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I it, enlist. I enlist. Yeah. If there's with a him. war and you become right, en- enlist in the army or navy. I'm, I'm or with Force. him. I'm with Christ. Yeah. I cast my lot. Thanks be at, to God. He he's the one that brought me in. Yes. I look at lot also to refer to my future. I therefore cast my future with you, O Lord, knowing that you're all these promises to me. And so you're a faithful God. Forsake me not. And see, that's a promise. God says, call upon me in the day of trouble and... I will deliver you. Yes. And, now and you will glorify me. Yes. To you, my soul commending... Now, how would you explain that phrase? I'm commending my soul to you. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. Just reverse it. <laughs> what does it mean to commend soul? What well, soul it's mean? like Jesus says when he, di- when he died on the cross. When yes. he gave up the ghost, he said, uh, he said, Father, Father, into your hands I co- Was it commit comm- comm- or command? No, it's command. It's command. Some translations. Yeah. My spirit. Right. And so to commend my soul means, to commend it to Jesus means it's going to be with the Father. Right. That's really good. Lord, be my stay and lead the way now and when life is ending. Um, that's where people really need right. to hear this. When life is ending, where there is no more hope or, or this sort of thing. And... Um, it's like the uh, shepherd's psalm. Uh, uh, the, the I walk through the valley, of the, through the valley of, of the shadow of death. Thou I will fear no me. evil. Thou art with me. For thou art with me, yes. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You are my stay. Yeah. I'll often see a movie and people are sleeping in bed and all of a sudden they hear a, a noise. And the wife always says to the husband, go see what that is. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's unsettling. And then a lot of times, as the husband is leaving the room, going down the stairs, the wife is holding uh, strong onto his arm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. With her, you know. <laughs> and she doesn't want to go down there alone because no. who knows what she's going to find. But um, God is always holding us. In fact, if you look at Luke 15, God is 
carrying us. Lost sheep. Yes, the, lo- the parable of lost sheep. On the shoulders. Right. So, number five is a a, a verse that's got a triangle Do- in front Doxological of verse. Doxological. It talks about the whole trinity. Yes. What's the word doxological come from? Let's see, doxology, uh, well, it's praise. Yes, yeah. And if you would read that. All honor, praise, and majesty to Father, Son, and Spirit. Be our God forever glorious, in whose rich grace we run our race till we depart victorious. Yeah, one of the pictures you find in the Bible that Jesus runs the Olympic race, gets the gold crown, and then puts it on your head. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's Be a, thou faithful unto death, and I will give unto thee the crown of life. Yes. Very good. Um, we'll just say golden crown to make it clear with the Olympics and right. such like that. Yeah. This is why we're going to heaven, because Jesus has won the race, run the race, and he's taken care of all of our sins, he's particularly done it all. on the cross. So, all honor, praise, and majesty. Okay, we can understand honor and praise. What would majesty be referring to about God? How is he majesty. majestic? Well, he, well he's, he's our king. Very good, and, yeah. Uh, you often we think, cast our crowns before him. He's the one that's deserving all the crowns. Right, right. But in reality, he casts his crowns to us. Reverses, right. yeah. We get what we don't deserve. Our God, That's what grace is, right? The what? Grace. Getting what we don't deserve. Yeah, you're starting to learn. We're starting to, <laughs> starting to catch on. Have you ever tried There's that? There's a lot of, your, lot of your illustrations I wish I could remember. Our God forever glorious. What does glorious mean? Full of glory. Okay. <laughs> you're really good today. Oh, man. You got good answers. <laughs> No, um, when Jesus says that he's going to the cross, he says he's doing that in order to give God glory. Right. How is that giving God glory? We talk about the glory of the cross. We talk even about the glory of the cross. Yeah. What is that glory that God's getting? He's getting all the credit. All the credit. For our salvation. He's done it all. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. we're merely on the receiving end. Exactly. He's done everything for us. Yeah, there's uh we're passive. We haven't yeah, it, completely passive. We haven't done a we haven't done a bit to contribute to our salvation. No. We and call so, it divine monergism. Where are the place of works in if we haven't done a bit? We do them they're like a thank offering. Yeah. We do them in, in thanksgiving. And yeah. and even God gives us the power to do those. Most religions, well, all religions outside of Christianity, works are the preliminary item that has to occur so you can be saved. In Christianity, works are the result of your realizing you've been totally saved. That's right. Yeah, we gain nothing from our works. And um, I started preaching at a, a new church I'll be at for a while. And that was a point I made in the Bible study that... No work you do will send you to heaven or to hell. No work you do will send you to heaven or to hell. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
We can't earn our way. We can't earn our way by doing good works. And sins and don't even keep even it. the most scarlet sin, Christ covers those with our baptism. That's right. I said there's a, a, a new way God looks now, and it's not your works, but faith. Right. Faith and unbelief, rather yes. than good works and sin, become. And, and even faith is a gift from God. Yes. And you're going to be preaching about that when. This coming, well, Saturday evening first at 5 p.m., Saturday evening at, at Prince of Peace Lutheran Church, uh, 8646 New Sappington Road, just south of the Watson New Sappington intersection. And then Sunday morning at 9 a.m., we have service. Yes. And getting ready for Reformation? Yes, I sure am. Yeah. I wonder what him will have for Reformation. <laughs> I would say it's a mighty fortress. Yeah, I think God. so too. Tomorrow, the Bible study. Gather people in your house or at your church. We'll be glad to teach you a Bible study. I'm Tom Baker. God bless. Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.